Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Nabowski. Welcome to another pod today. Uh had an idea for in the off-season. So once the, season, the regular season finishes and we're into finals, I want to do a team farewell for each of the teams uh, eliminated. So obviously we'll go from the bottom. So looks like you Tiger fans will be first. But one of the ones I wanted to... T- and in, that, in those farewells, we'll talk about obviously the season that was, what's going to change for next year. And this particular player and team might be a while before we get to talk to them. So I want to just put a little podcast here because... The news came out today that Lockie Miller um, has has joined the Super League on a three-year deal with Leeds. And a couple of things came to mind. And I haven't really done many podcasts about player transfers. I want to do that later in the off-season. But this one was a striking one because there's three main points I think of when I hear that Lockie Miller has gone over to England. First of all, wherever I can sign up to get some odds for him for Man of Steel, Sign me up because he is the exact type of player that will go over there and score 30 tries with 30 assists and absolutely brain it over there. So I think the English are getting an absolute gun uh, of a player. And I think that's it's a big uh, loss for the NRL, uh, which we'll get to in a second, but a huge game for the Super League. Number two, really surprised that he wasn't at least given one more year uh, with obviously Dom Young going to the Roosters next year, there is a spot open on that wing. And there are a couple of options. You know, you've got your Anari Tawalas, your Heimel Hans. We've got an uh, English import coming in as well. So look, um, and obviously uh, the rumor that Corey Oates is now potentially looking there. So there's definitely options. But I thought there was definitely a shout um, that he could at least push for that wing spot. Tied into that, your... Caelan Ponga insurance now looks like that might be, I guess, Bailey Hodson, uh, who I haven't seen much of him in reserve grade this year, if any. Um, but yeah, I think for me, that was a, if he was ever to go down, you've got a ready-made fullback who can step in there and we've seen what he does in the NRL. So uh, that would be a very interesting one. But the third one, and I think selfishly for me, it's a super coach gun that I thought would be here for a while, but is gone straight away. And I had to kind of look back at his stats to go, obviously came in uh, mid last year and only played a handful of games last year. And I'm just looking at the stats now. So he played six games last year for an average of 63. Nothing to say there. It's pretty good. And that was a combination, I believe, fullback and the wing. But then he started the season, obviously, with the Knights at fullback. And in the 11 games he played, uh, an average of 67. Uh, and that was with a 32. Only the one time, but quite a few 90s and some nice scores in there. But just a just a great super coach game. Can break a tackle, has speed, can finish. You know, the ball playing wasn't, you know, tremendous, but it was it was good enough. And I really did think when you looked at that uh Sharks fullback slot last year and you had uh Will Kennedy, you had Lockie Miller, and you had Kay Dykes. I honestly thought that out of all of them, Will Kenny was the third best fullback. I thought uh, Dykes was best, Miller was second, and Kennedy was third. And it's crazy to think that we saw this year when um, Miller obviously signed over with the Knights and Dykes went down with that ACL before the season started. I do think that um, obviously they had to do it again. They probably keep Kennedy because he's been there and has done really well. And obviously Connor Tracy's now stepped into that. Uh, following potentially he's now the fourth best fullback that they've had in the last two years. But 
Lockie Miller, yeah, just one of those guys that I really did think was going to be uh, around for a while and didn't get to draft him, um, didn't get to own him in Classic for that early run and just one of those guys that I would have liked to because he just had a lot of, lot of spark about him and uh, the attacking flair was there. So it's an interesting one. It's one of these rugby imports that have come over and really out of all the ones that have come over, really, he's done a really, he had a really good job and yes, defensively there were some question marks and obviously an attack, um, you know, obviously not a complete uh, product by any means, but I definitely thought that, you know, if not a Newcastle, obviously the Kalen Ponga going back to fullback had to happen. If you don't think his half skills are ready for a halfback, that's fair enough. And uh, obviously on the wing, I thought he could be one of these media-eater wingers. Obviously defense, again, was an issue, but we've seen plenty of wingers who've struggled defensively, who have, you know, been given time and have got better. You look at in that night system, I think Greg Marzi is a perfect example of that. He was really a liability, but has turned himself into quite a nice player and can, you know, not defensively stout, but can hold his own and definitely do a job there. So that's from the Newcastle side, but tying into that as the last point, just surprised the NRL let him go. I'm, I'm surprised that out of the 16 other clubs, no one said, you know what, let's go get this guy. Uh, I think of a Parramatta, you know, selfishly as a Parramatta fan. You know, when we had to play Wonga Blake and Lumi Lumi for those couple of games. So he would have probably would have liked Lockie Miller. He would have done the same thing defensively, but much more better in attack. So that's one. You know, you look around the league as well. I just think, you know, the Raiders, obviously they've got their own Xavier Savage problem, but, you know, a bit of X. You talk about all these teams that need some X factor in the back line. Uh, the Dragons. The Dragons is a is a great one for me because, you know, they're obviously talking about you've got Sloan at fullback. They're talking about putting Lomax at fullback. But, hey, you can put uh, Lockie Miller at fullback, leave um, Zach Lomax in the uh, centres and even, you know, try and do a hammer move and put Sloan in the centres. I know defensively he's not great, but I just thought that he's, he's, he's a weapon. And I think we saw him with a good side and the Sharks did a job. We saw him really early on the season when Newcastle did a job. So just really surprised that he did uh he did get let go. So that's just one I did want to touch because again, we will do the season farewells for all these teams, but I feel like after that nice performance, it'll be a while before we get to talk to them. So just wanted to get that in there. But what we're gonna do now, just got a message from the man himself, the snake nomus. Uh, obviously uh versus in Supercoach this year, this week. It was a very tight going into updates. So let's pause the podcast right and take a break and we'll come back with the man himself, and we'll discuss the week that was and look into next week for the GF. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and as promised, the man himself, the speed hump to for me to get to the grand final, it is Nomus. Nomus, how are you, mate? Ah, uh, look, I'm, uh, I'm glad I pushed you to the very end. Uh, we waited for updates, but uh, no, nah, I'm all good, mate. I'm uh, glad I, uh, I went up swinging. Well, look, I, I don't know if you did listen to the pod last week, but your name was mentioned quite a few times. The the adjective snake came in as well throughout the week because obviously we were competitors, but you said it best. I did mention on the pod, it went all the way down and heading into the, yesterday's game, I was ahead by about 280. Uh, you had Leo Thompson, Adam Elliott and Jordan Rapata. So I, I went to the beach. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go take the misses. I'm going to lay on the beach. I'm going to relax while prepare prepare my mind for a grand final. Grand final. You're going to, you know, and as I'm just dri- lifting up the back-to-back trophies. And as I'm driving back from the, from the coast, um, you know, my, my, the phone's going off, the group chat's going off. I'm going, oh, okay, whatever, whatever it is. And then I saw someone there put in there say, 
Rapana 150. And I've gone, surely not. So I literally have pulled over on the side of the road. And what do you know? Jordan Rapana has got to 150. And there's five minutes left in the game. And okay. at this stage, there was 11 points in our matchup. So I've now waited for the five minutes on the side of the road, um, our Picton way. And what do you know? Uh, the uh, Bulldogs score. I'm thinking fantastic. It's all done. They kick it off. There's a minute left. And Lee Wright knocks it off for the kickoff. So now Canberra have a scrum 10 metres out of the line. And I'm just, I'm ropeable. I'm screaming. I don't know what's going on. Thankfully, he doesn't touch the ball in that set. Mate, you, you did a great job. I'll tell you what. For where you were, where we started that week, we watched Nico put on 100. We were at the pub together when we watched Dallin and Tohu both cross over. I thought it was done and dusted. So, you know yeah. what? You're, you're stuck into the finals. You pushed the eventual two-time champion all the way to the brink. <laughs> it's a good season for you, mate. Yeah, look, it, it was one of my better final series. I've, uh, you know, I snuck into the finals, as you said. Based on points differential, I uh, and then my my Storm boys have really turned up the past two weeks. Jerome Hughes, Nick Meany, um, had the captain on one of each each week. Uh, should have put it on Rapana. Who who knew Rapana <laughs> had one fifty in him? But uh, yeah, look, the Storm boys turned up for me, and uh, look, I've I've given them a good pep talk, but unfortunately, you know, I couldn't get them over the line this week. Well, look, that Jerome Hughes pick, I think it was uh, pick 10 overall you've drafted him in the draft in that first round. And obviously, it was a slow start to the season for Jerome. But the way he finished those last really, since Origin, uh, the way he finished the season, it was an inspired pick. And I think one that's I'm really, really going to look for next year because it does look like, to me at least, that storm dynamic of Hughes versus Munster. I think it's really has switched now where Hughes is the dominant ball player with more upside. Uh, and you can't even say Munster is the, the safer floor now because I think it's undisputably Hughes. So I think you were on that pretty early. You could took that Hughes pick. I think it was one that in our league that I thought for sure it was a, a definite second rounder, but you went early and said, look, give it to me in the first round. And with that finals matchup that he had, um, it was a very good shout in the end. Appreciate it, mate. But uh, yeah, look, this is, is this podcast all about uh, joking you off, mate? <laughs> well, look, you know, I, I've taken my my licks. I was getting very concerned there. I lost in the semi and didn't even make it to the GF. It would have been one of the biggest choke jobs in our comms <laughs> history. Uh, but look, you know, I'm confident heading into next week. Uh, got, obviously got our good friend, Stephen. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm projected 1,034. So, you know, when you're projected over 1,000 in the, in the GF, you've got to feel pretty confident. I got some really nice matchups, like I spoke about last night. I got my Panther boys against the Parramatta Eels, my Warriors against the Dragons, my Melbourne boys against the Gold Coast. I got I got potentially fullback Joey Manu against the Tigers. Uh, so look, I feel good. But mate, the reason I wanted to bring you on, obviously, just to say, a well done on a season. You drove me to the edge. Uh, but I actually wanted to get your take before we go on this Newcastle season. Uh, so I'm going to grab some of the boys. Some in our com with that support some of the different teams and I wanted to get you on for Newcastle because I mentioned on the podcast last night that win yesterday and that performance at home that crowd you know when that full time siren went off and all the pongers sprinting across the field put throwing his hands up and Gamble slapping the jersey and Tyson slapping the jersey as a Newcastle fan obviously you went through wooden spoons you went through you know. Simon Pierce, let him go. You've got Braley getting injured like two or three years in a row. Ponga, 
you know, at, at one stage this year was in Canada, maybe never playing again. As a Newcastle fan, what has what is what did that game mean as a Newcastle fan heading into the finals? Yeah, look, it's it's a great feeling. I mean, seven in a row. We haven't done this in, you know, since Joey was running around in the uh, Newcastle jersey. Uh, look, it's it's a winning feeling that I think a lot of us fans have forgotten about. I think before this, I mean, it's I can't remember the last time we even won six in a row. To be honest, five or six in a row. Um, so it's. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I feel like, um, yeah, we're, as known cashers, we're, we're not really used to this winning feeling at all. So, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of, it's a cautious optimism. Look, I think, you know, against the Sharks this week, uh, I think it'll be a tough one just because the Sharks and Knights, I feel like, have been arguably one of the top four form teams over the past month or so of footy. Um but look, if we can, you know, go Sharks then into, can't remember who we have last, but I think it's the Dragons or someone that we should really uh, knock over. Uh, we could get a home final win. That would be massive. Yeah, you got the Sharks this week in the game of the round, last game of the round, and then you got the Dragons mm. uh, the following Saturday. So it's all lined up, but it's just a well-constructed team. And obviously, I think the biggest, the two biggest things we need to mention is obviously Kalen Ponga has turned in, you know, that this form, he made such a great decision not playing Origin and not rushing back into Origin, you know, and is that going to cost him in the future? Is, is that now um, Reese Walsh's jersey potentially? But for me, his form at the moment is just, you know, we talk about in, from a super coach terms, matchup proof. Now at a club level is matchup proof because there was games a couple of years ago where if he would verse a Panthers one of these really hard teams, he would be shut out of the game and you know not get his hands on the ball. Where now, what he did to Campbell Graham on those two runs, Campbell Graham, I would put as a top five defensive center Great in the comp. Yeah, that the way he burnt him on the first step and the little goose is ridiculous. And his choice of passing, there was one where I believe it was between the second or third Marzu try where. He went on the short side and he, fought, he tried to fire a bullet pass out to Marzu just to get it out there and get him one-on-one with the winger. And obviously, I think it went over the sideline. But just that confidence of, I'm going to do this. I can do it. It's crazy. So that's one. And Adam O'Brien is number two. Let's give credit where credit's due. I have been calling for his head for the last two years. Uh, but you know what? What he's done with this squad, and I think I've really – it started in the offseason. It was a huge decision in my eyes to let go of David Clemmer, who in everyone's eyes was the lead forward of your pack, and to bring in Jackson Hastings, a guy that, you know, has never been stable in an NRL locker room, obviously came back with the Tigers, had a good season, um, but you brought him up there, you did that swap, and that was the catalyst. Then you obviously had uh, Chris Randall, who, you know, is a good hooker, but you said, you know what, let's go get an impact winger. Greg, Greg Mars, you for Chris Randall. It's a good trade for both, but just in those two player swaps this offseason, I think you've shown that Adam O'Brien has shown that he sees what this team needs, and once he's got them all in the park and fit and firing, it's it's been a pleasure to watch. Yeah, look, I mean, it's been a... Look, I think at, um, under Adam O'Brien's watch, we've had, let's say, you know, ignore this season, look at the past three seasons. He, we've actually made the finals twice in his first two seasons, Last year, not our best showing, but I think Kalen um, has been injured for most of last season with, uh, with his concussions. Um, 
I think to Jackson Hastings signing in particular, I think when I saw that signing, loved it. I think Newcastle really needed a halfback after Mitchell Pearce left. And I saw what, you know, Hastings did with the Tigers. He's He really sort of was that, you know, number seven that steered them around. And that Kellen Ponga six experiment, that obviously didn't work out. But um, the fact that he gives Kellen, I guess, so much space out on the edges, um, yeah, it's bringing out the best in him. Yeah, Ponga played uh, 14 games in 2021, 14 games in 2022. And he's up to 17 now. So it's going to be his most games played since 2020. Uh, and he's just in that form where, like I said, if he's got the ball, you know, in stride, it's honestly probably the most lethal thing to happen in the comp right now. Uh, when he when he's got his balls and his ball in hand and he's going at the line with players in motion, my God, like the way he carved up that South Sydney team, and I think that is a separate conversation of what's going on with South Sydney right now. Um, but boy, that was that was nearly a must win for the Rabbits. Uh, and they went up. They went up to Newcastle. A lot of people tipped South Sydney, and Newcastle just rode them. And I think, you know, the Saifidi boys have been huge. I thought Jacob was massive on the weekend. Jacob is showing why he was picked for Origin that year. He has been sensational. Uh, it's been inter- injury affected both of their comps, but yeah, the, the two Saifidi boys. I think your boy Adam Elliott starting to get a bit of footy under his legs after missing a lot of the start of the season. Lucky Fitzgibbon, easily the best player in the comp, uh, most improved player in the comp. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, most improved. Like he wasn't a first grader last year. He was not a first grader last year, you know. But he, he defensively, he defensively has got really good. Tyson has grown a leg, and you know, out of your four pack, the unsung hero, you lost Jaden Braley again to another injury. Mm. Phoenix Crossland Phoenix. has come in, and I tell you what, I tell you what. If you gave Newcastle and the decision makers a choice right now to say you can free up that Jaden Braley cap and sign someone else and keep Phoenix Crossland at nine, I'd be having a serious discussion about it. He is, he's versatile, number one. He's give you half coverage if you need it. And he's turned into a great hooker. Like that little that little kick for Saifidi to go over, that is a heads up play. And, you know, at the, when he first moved into nine, I think it was it was around a, maybe that Panthers match where you took the Panthers to the edge. He looked gassed after 80 minutes. He And obviously there was some spelling there with him and Kurt Mann. But boy, the last four weeks of Phoenix Crossland's season, he's right up there for most improved as well. It's just every, I think Andrew Voss called it on, your, on the commentary. Every player is in form for the Knights. There is not an out-of-form player right now for the Newcastle Knights 1-17. And that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Newcastle won it so comfortably without, you know, our number seven as well. You know, we had Adam Clune who hasn't played first grade all year and he's just slotted right into the, you know, Newcastle have a system now, you know, you got Penrith Panther system, then you got the Newcastle system. Uh, Look, Tyson Gamble, to your point there, Tyson Gamble oh, comes Tyson in, Gamble. does a great job. You got Adam Clune, like you said, off the, off the bench straight in. It's, there's something there and... I tell you what, like as, as a Parramatta fan, I kind of go, you know, we've been on this little wheel of in between and I take out the grand final from last year. I really do because I believe we got, I believe as, a, as an honest Parramatta fan, we got lucky to get to that grand final. I think the Cowboys were the better team in that prelim final and should have made it. But Newcastle had to go to the bottom, 
some good signings, get some youth in there, had to try a lot of things. I'll, you look at Parramatta versus Newcastle for the next three years, I a thousand percent know which club I would rather be. I would rather be the Newcastle Knights of that setup, that system, the crowd, all of it. Because right now as a Parramatta fan, you know, you look at last offseason, we let go of Marnie, we let go of Papali'i, Nia Kore, you know, we sign Josh Hodson. You know, our mid-season thing is to bring back Joey Lussick to, you know, cover Brendan Hans, who wasn't that bad. Just a lot of questionable decisions right now. And before I did get on the pod, before you jumped on the podcast, I spoke a bit about Lockie Miller. And I was surprised that he that he was gone as a KP mm. uh, replacement, as an option for your wing spot next year, opened up by Dom Young not being there. Mm. Um, that's really the only kind of head-scratching play move I can see from Newcastle in the last couple of years. The rest of it has actually been smart, short-term signings, you know, you developing your guys, your... Leo Thompson's, your Matt Croker's, you know, these type of guys that are now turning out for you and, you know, showing what they've got. Yeah. Um, Lockie Miller. I'm a bit worried. Uh, what happens if, you know, Callan does sort of go go missing uh, for a few more, few weeks? Uh, well, who's our backup there, I guess, with our back steps? Um, that is a head scratcher for me as well. Um, you know, he... Look, he he had some sort of uh, hiccups at the back, but um, he was quite sort of, you know, in our sort of rough patch at the beginning of the year, he was our shining light with all his you know tackle breaking and um, uh, running prowess. Mm. Well, look, yeah, I, I, it probably was a thing where he wanted to be playing first grade full time, right? And he's coming from rugby, so he's taking the risk of his career. So, look, one that I would have loved to have seen Newcastle find a way to get into the squad, um. But again, I'm sure that just like the Tyson Gamble signing, just like the Adam Clune signing, um, I- I'm sure Newcastle have a plan because right now they're in the right direction. I actually don't care if, you know, you go out in straight sets in the finals. To me, the improvement in, like you said, you made it to the finals with Adam O'Brien those first couple of seasons, but this is different. Uh, I feel like you just got to the final there and, you know, you made up the numbers, whereas this one here, even if you were to lose, I just feel like, like you said, the structure is in place now where this is now sustainable. If you have a healthy Kalen Ponga with all the talent that you've nurtured and some of the key signings you've brought in, I think the world is your oyster. And I do think that uh, it'll be a while before we talk about Newcastle being out of the comp this year. Well, here's hoping. Uh, we've got two games left, but yeah, hoping we can uh, continue the streak. And yeah, at this rate, we could end up with uh, nine in a row. Who knows? Who knows? Well, mate, we'll leave it there. Uh, I've actually got to go to the uh, whiteboard stuff, looking at the waivers and some things of the grand final <laughs> week. I'm not quite sure. What does the app do, actually? When you get knocked out of a out of a Supercoach season, does the app just, like, freeze? Does it lock on you? What, what happens? I'm not sure. Been, Look, mate, I wouldn't know. I, like I said, I've deleted my app after that Warriors game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know myself. Sorry. Well, look, it's been it's been two years since I've been locked out of the app, so I, I'm I'm a, I forget what it's like to be out of a Supercoach season. But mate, like I said, it's been a great season versing you in Supercoach. I'm sure you'll be back fit and firing, but you're more than welcome to throw some very welcoming messages in the group chat to cheer me on against Stephen. But mate, thank you for coming on. We'll have you back on shortly. All good, mate. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're back tomorrow with another potty. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.